Uh, meow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to Mike and John at the Movies, the podcast for cinephiles by cinephiles. I'm your host today, Mike Cavity, the mystery cat. Joining me is my co-host, Johnny Annie Dots. How you doing, Johnny? Uh, meow? <laughs> That's going to be his response for the rest of the night. <laughs> also joining John and I is a good friend. You may know him from Revenge of the Fans, Bam Entertainment, the Amateur Otaku, none other than the Mad Doctor himself, Mad Deuteronomy. Isaac, how you doing? Uh, hello, I'm doing just fine. It will be a blast uh, recording and uh, talking uh, Thundercats with you. <laughs> Yeah, this Black Panther review is going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. This is an episode where all three of us probably have a beer or like our strongest whiskey <laughs> next to us. Hang on. Let me grab one. This episode, we're popping open a cold one with the boys because we have to talk about cats. Uh, I don't need one. <laughs> I don't need one. Yeah, because... You're the mad doc, so of course you're going to be able to survive this. But John and I, on the other hand... All right, sorry. I'm back. I got a red. Good choice. It's Wisconsin over here, so it's usually Miller time. All right. On with the broadcast. <laughs> okay, John, I guess we'll get you out the way so you can enjoy your reds. What did you think about Cats? What is Cats? Why did we feel the need to talk about this and torture ourselves? The rumor is Cats is a movie, but honestly, if you ask me, I think Cats is an experience. If you've ever wanted to visit hell, but you don't actually want to go to hell, watch Cats. Yeah, I mean, there's no coming back from hell, so I guess this is the best option, huh? Yeah, I would say so. For those who don't know, this is the official synopsis for Cats. A tribe of cats must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heaviside layer and come back to a new life. That's apparently what this movie was about. I didn't get that at all. <laughs> it was a lot of nothingness to me. And at this point, I wish I could just forget about the film completely. Isaac, talk about cats. Well, first and foremost, uh, let me get out of the way. I love this movie. I <laughs> truly love this movie to the point I'm going to buy this on home, uh, on home media. Yeah, Cats is uh, based on a mu popular musical by Andrew Lou, Andrew Lou Weber. Is uh, the name correct? Yeah, Andrew Lloyd Weber. Like my se uh, Mike said, you follows uh, a group of cats, uh, the yellow coat cats, that are doing uh, their best to be the chosen one. Uh, uh, for, for the sake of being reincarnated and uh, give another life, whatever that would be. Maybe they want to be a dog. Maybe they want to be a train driver. Maybe they uh, want to be a shim uh, chimpanzee. I don't know, but th th this is their chance uh, to start over and maybe have some uh, good luck uh, in their next life. So that's a question I have. I'm not trying to make too much sense of this movie because it's a movie that doesn't make any sense. We'll <laughs> dive into that a little bit later. But a cat wanting to be reborn, is that basically just like axing off one of their nine lives? Like, I didn't know how to read that. 
<laughs> to clarify, I haven't uh, 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 never read uh, read upon the story of cats. I have never heard any of the songs from cats. Just went in. The only thing that I've seen about cats prior to my movie experience is the trailer. But I assume you're right about the cats. I don't know about you, but I found this movie hilarious in all the wrong reasons. Just uh, watching uh, the choices they made so big of a question mark that it uh, made me laugh more than getting horrified. And uh, especially the number that uh, Rebel Wilson did in the beginning of the movie. So apparently in this world, you can, uh, you can be a cat that uh, have fur on top of your fur while having a dancing outfit over your real fur. Which, uh, which she later showed that she has uh, over the fur. Let us forget all about her lovely uh, shore of mice that uh, sings along, played by yeah, the shit I like that looks, why am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> and the only co- uh, convenient uh, army of cockroaches uh, <laughs> uh, that she seems to feel the need to eat uh, instead of uh, mice, which should be the more obvious choice for a cat. The, the faces on those cockroaches were terrifying. I've seen worse. I can't believe that was a finished uh, special effect. Not only yeah. that, remember the news came out that they like had DLC for this movie and they had a better version <laughs> that they put out two weeks later? I saw the supposed better version. That's, uh, it wasn't that much better, honestly. Uh, we still had uh, the weird faces. We have cats with uh, human hands and everything else and it was just so, what is this movie? And I love it. I love every minute of it. I think it was a last-ditch effort to get a Best Visual Effects nomination at the Oscars. <laughs> Do you know how much budget that uh, this apparently have with uh, marketing involved, apparently? Let me just double-check. Yeah, while you do that, I just want to say the fur in this movie is really well done. The faces... <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> Are terrifying. <laughs> I think the biggest issue is we basically made furries, right? Yes. They still have human hands. Dude, even the furries hate this movie. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, at least give them cat noses. Maybe that'll help a little bit. I don't know. Mm. It has apparently have a nine to five million budget. And uh, currently, it uh, have made $60 million uh, worldwide. So this movie cost almost as much as Shazam. Pretty much. <laughs> Oof. But uh, then you have to take uh, the marketing uh, in uh, concern, which should be about maybe 150 give or take. John? What? This movie costs more than Deadpool. Think about that. <sighs> Okay, so we're going to dive into this right quick. Like Isaac was saying, Rebel Wilson as Jenny Annie Dots, which is, John, where you get your name, because you love that scene so much. Oh, yeah. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Is this movie just introductions? That's kind of what this felt like. It was every cat had an introduction, and they were just to never to be seen again. It's never-ending songs and never-ending introductions. Yes. It's a never-ending song. (laughs) 
So the Jellicles, which we never get a clear idea, I guess they're just the gang of cats that live in this neighborhood. Oh, but the the word Jellicle is said about a thousand times in the movie. Yes, it is. I think I'm going to go over. I'm going over a thousand. Probably. (laughs) Probably. I think that'd be pretty accurate. And they never tell you what it is, and they never even hint at what it is. A song is Jellicle. A cat is Jellicle. The lair is Jellicle. I don't understand what this movie is about. This uh, this movie is about uh, cats wanting to be horny all, all the uh, all the time while while <laughs> doing some sensual dances, which make them look even hornier than it actually uh, looks to be. Keep in mind, this movie is PG in the states. <laughs> I know. Yeah, in my theater when I saw it, uh, it was just two older ladies that were watching it together. That was it. It was so uncomfortable. Ugh. <laughs> Like, I would say I felt bad for the kids watching this movie, but nobody watched this movie, so whatever. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, I asked my mom to see uh, A Cat in the Hat when that came out, so. <laughs> Dirty hoe. When are we getting cats and cats in the ha- hats uh, crossover? Please give, uh, make it happen, Universal. And. <laughs> And can, can we all agree that this movie doesn't have any form of rules established whatsoever? Oh, it definitely does not. <laughs> <laughs> because we uh, we have some cats, walk, sometimes they walk on two feet, sometimes they walk on uh, four, uh, all the four, and for some reason some cats have shoes, other cats ha- doesn't have shoes, some cats wear fur, some cats don't wear fur, and uh, yeah. Some cats act like cats, some act like humans. Some cats act like humans acting like cats. Pretty much. But let me uh, may I ask you this. Uh, what were your, your favorite scene in the movie that was, uh, wasn't the end credit? Uh, okay, so not the end credits. How about when the movie cuts to black before okay, the end uh, Okay, not the cuts to black and all uh, that jazz. Um... And we all say, oh, well, I never was there ever. No, a cat so clever as Mr. Guys, could you please stop? Every time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I can get that song in my head anytime I want to. That lyric is, or that chorus is repeated probably at least 50 times in a row. Yep. My favorite scene in the movie has to be the ending when Judy Dench just stares into oh the camera. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just tries to explain what a cat. She's like, oh, so now the story is done. And remember, cats are not dogs. And it's just like, what the heck? is happening here. She goes on for like t- three minutes, right? Something like that's that. Cats dogs? Man, my mind's blown, man. Right? Like, shoot. <laughs> I learned something new every day, man. The movie was dumb enough as it was, but that point, I just fell out laughing. I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But John, what about you? And we all say, oh, <laughs> I run come dog if you're so curious, cat. <laughs> oh my god, that was so 
Okay. Well, first of all, I did want to mention this. I didn't want to end the episode or have the episode done without uh, mentioning this. My mom had seen Cats in person several years ago. Um, she hated the musical. She said there was only one good part, and that was the song Memory. Jennifer Hudson sings it in this movie. I would say that um, when you're asking um, what my favorite scene was, I guess probably the best scene is probably Memory in this movie. Just because Jennifer Hudson has such a good voice? Yeah. So that's the answer to your question. Yeah. Uh, at, at least we can uh, all agree that uh, m- uh, music wasn't horrifying, at least. The music was fine. It wasn't memorable. No, it wasn't. For me. And the issue with a musical like this is if you're going to have as many songs as it has, and it was all just set, each scene was just a setup for another yeah. song. There was really no story. Okay. Your songs have to be on point. The only thing that was memorable when it comes to music was, uh, like John said, uh, Memory with Jennifer Hudson. I uh, honestly agree. But even with Memory, the song is beautiful, and of course Jennifer Hudson knocks it out of the park. But what's the purpose of the song? We still don't know enough about her character for that song to actually mean anything to me. You're right. It's not like Mulan singing Reflection or... Bell singing. She wants about. She wants adventures. Not in the Lion King. Scar singing. Be prepared. There's no weight to it. I, I don't get it. I didn't. I didn't get it either. It's not saying a whole lot when that's my favorite, quote unquote, favorite yeah. scene in the movie. <laughs> oh yeah. No. None of our favorite scenes are actually good scenes. It's just the best right. of the trash. <laughs> my favorite scene is probably when they're. Uh... Uh, getting out of the the, the boat when they're ter- when they're escaping from the weird pirate cat just because of the what the, uh, what is going on over that end and rebel wilson does her slapstick thing it was just so stupid that this isn't funny and that's why it's just so funny i'm also offended that rebel wilson and james corden were only in this movie to be overweight yeah, yeah. well i mean that's rebel wilson's thing in and james corden right i don't mind rebel wilson i i liked her in the pitch perfect movies but i think that was because it was before like that seemed to be like her thing like that was the character she played in every movie after pitch perfect so i always thought fat amy was funny but I just want to see her show her, uh, show more range. You know, it's just every movie she's in, she's just there to poke fun at herself for her weight. And I, I, don't, I don't like that. And I don't find it funny anymore. And she has shown, like, when she has a little bit more serious roles, um, for instance, in Jojo Rabbit, she's a good actress. She just, I'm tired of her seeing, I'm tired of seeing her play the same character. And it's just not funny. It's painful to watch, honestly. Yeah. Like, I cringed every time she was on screen in this movie. For the two seconds she was actually in the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I suppose cat got your tongue. Okay, that's another thing. This movie has cat puns. <laughs> Very obvious cat puns. Because why not, right? But they're cat puns that don't even make sense. Cat got your tongue. Of course, you're a cat for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> or don't mess with the crazy cat lady. That you're a cat. Doesn't that just make you a crazy lady? I need to ask you something. At the beginning, you see Victoria 
being thrown. Uh, yeah, I know. Sorry, people, but this is uh, all over the place. But uh, it's just like the movie. Exactly. I, yeah. Would it have been easier to swallow if we didn't saw the real human throw away Victoria that was looking like a real cat at the beginning? Would that, uh, those designs have been easier to swallow for you? No. Because I've heard a lot of people saying that that would be the case because it uh, was just uh, so extra weird to see it when you knew there was a real, uh, real life human in this movie and not just a weird... Uh... It makes no difference if the cats still have the human features. They should have given them cat noses. I don't understand why that was so hard. Should have gone for it completely. Yeah. yeah, you either go all the way or don't at all. Like, the Broadway show looks better. Just put them in costumes at this did point. You, uh, did you know that uh, Spielberg wanted to do an animated adaptation for this movie? Uh, for this uh, musical? I don't think any adaptation except for the musical would make sense, because if you animate this, it just turns into hentai. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the fa- my favorite uh, quote of this movie is? Watching cats is like stumbling upon an unholy and heretofore unknown genre of porn. Every time those horny fur demons see their tongue a milk bowl and start moaning, I was certain the FBI would raid the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Okay, we need to have some form of structure here. So I'm just going to throw out a name and I want you guys' thoughts on their character. Okay. Jason Derulo as Rum Tum Tugger. Uh, he was Jason Derulo. A cat that didn't, uh, that had a hard time decide what he wanted to do and, and was very close to uh, licking uh, Victoria's feet instead of using it as a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this is already the weirdest show we've ever done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a thing that was said. <laughs> you know what the, you were going into when you brought me on board. Already know, but you're making this way more fun in the actual movie. So there's that. <laughs> Friends, Cheska Hayward in all the trailers, it kept saying introducing to the world Francesca Hayward. How did you guys think she was as Victoria, the newbie in the Jellicle world? And I feel bad for her that this was her introduction, because I don't know how many roles she'd pick up after this. Yeah, I feel bad for her, too. I thought she was okay. I didn't necessarily think she was good, but I didn't... I I would like to see her get a second chance in some other role. I feel like, you know, if this is her one and only one, I really wouldn't be very fair. I I feel like this is kind of a movie that is going to look bad for everyone involved, Um, and I would hate for this to be the only thing she was ever involved in. Uh, So I feel bad for her in that regard, and I hope she gets more work after this. Um, She gets a chance to really prove that she's worthy of being in Hollywood. She was fine. She wasn't good. I don't think she was terrible. Yeah, pretty much the same. And she sure showed that she could dance, but in the end, she's a ballerina, so it's not that surprising. Right. 
when uh, I made our young statement that I hopefully it gets a second chance when it comes to a movie role so because no uh, none of the casting crew could they, uh, I don't know if you could call uh, it something to work with uh, if you know what I mean what about you Mike well, what are your feelings about uh, Ram Tam Tiger and uh, Victoria well Jason Derulo like John said he was just Jason Derulo but I can't get the images out of my head of him and all his horny entourage. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Then we have the lovely Miss Hayward here. She did fine. Like you guys said, she was in Cats. There's not much for her to do. And like you said, Isaac, she's a ballet dancer. So the dancing was always going to be probably the easiest part for her. That is what she does. There was nothing in here that made me say she's a great actress, but she was the one that I took the most seriously out of the rest of the cats. If that's an accomplishment, I don't know. No, I can see what you mean. It's fascinating how this movie got to uh, so many big names. I wonder if any of them was a fan of the musical or uh, Universal paid him a big fat check. Uh, the check. (laughs) I mean... uh, there is uh, actors that take roles uh, because there's uh, their kids are fans or uh, said subject. So yeah, I mean, some of them might have seen the musical and kind of enjoyed it and stuff, but I feel like there had to be a check had to be involved somehow. Yeah, I can't imagine all these big names were like, yeah, I want to look like a cat in the movie and I want to sing and yeah. Have you guys ever seen or heard of the movie, Movie 43? Oh, yeah. It's one of the worst movies ever made. But you wouldn't get that if I told you it starred Hugh Jackman, Emma Stone, Kate Winslet, Halle Berry, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, the title, Movie 43, comes from uh, 43 actors, no? Yep. And apparently there is a lot of skill uh, using and all that jazz in, in play, so they could grab every actor for, for sheep. And all that, yeah, so... But anyway, on to yeah, cast. I'm just saying, there's, be- there's a precedent for bad movies having fantastic cast. You mean fantastic cats? And everybody, that's our show tonight. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Idris Elba was in this movie as the villain, I guess. Ooh. Hey, yeah, and Taylor Swift sung his introductory song, so I guess we could talk about those two. Okay, so with Taylor Swift, <laughs> she uses catnip, catnip to incapacitate everybody. If it if they weren't hornet enough, uh, then sure was hornet uh, <laughs> once they get the catnip, because Jesus Christ, he is crawling and uh, mumbling around each other like they want to do, I don't know... Do a massive group hug? I don't know. <laughs> you thought this movie was going to end like Sausage Party? <laughs> um, almost. It, uh, I don't know if you realize that, but uh, the way they uh, approached Taylor Swift was if like, they wanted to make a live-action Jessica Rabbit, uh, playing by Taylor Swift, make her look uh, exactly like Jessica Rabbit, but put fur all over her. Because, I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Uh, they over sexual, uh, they super sexualized her as a just look at my body, the boom bong that they gave her during her performance. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, I have nothing to say here because Taylor Swift showing up in this movie was very uncomfortable. (laughs) You guys need to watch the clip from the actual musical. If you thought this was sexualized (laughs) in the movie, wait till you see the musical. Oh, yeah. I heard that the musical is even hornier than the movie. It is. Mm. Like... I watched it and I felt really dirty. <laughs> Take the whole family. So we were, we were talking about uh, Idris Elba. Oh, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> well, you said Taylor Swift in Idris Elba, so yes. Yeah. I found the movie the most compelling whenever he was on screen because he was actually wearing clothes. And then Taylor Swift enters the picture, and suddenly he's naked. And that night, um, after I saw the movie, I did not sleep. (laughs) I didn't get a second of sleep. I was staring at my ceiling, um, wide awake. I was basically uh, possessed by Satan. That was something I I never wanted to see. Um, I am scarred for life as a result. Yeah, I... The movie had me in the first half, I'm not going to lie. But with his character, the cavity. But once he took those clothes off, um, I've never been the same since. Why did they do that? I have to say, Idris Elba seems to be the only one that actually tried and had some fun with it. Because he hammed that uh, roll up to 11. Like, uh, like it was close to Nicolas Cage level. Uh, I mean, just to see, uh, just have him talk about, ooh, uh, a cat wearing spats. I think I call you puss and spats. Hello, puss and spats. I know you want it. I know you want it. Uh, yeah. Take it. Take it, puss and spats. Isaac, did you write down these scenes, or have you seen this movie more than this? Uh, nope. I have only seen uh, this once. I love Idris's filmography, by the way. I love how he can be in Cats, Pacific Rim, Beast of No Nation. I mean, this guy's all over the place. Star Trek Beyond, come on. Dark Tower. Yep. Yeah, I mean, nothing against, like, Idris being naked and stuff. I mean, he's a beautiful man, right? But, like, that was so off-putting, and it caught me so off-guard. I'm scarred for life now, like I said, so... It caught my entire theater off guard. You heard, there was like dead silence the entire movie. Nobody laughed. It was just stone cold. When that scene happened, everybody went, (laughs) and one guy actually like stood up like he was about to walk out. He was like, you know what? I can do this. There's only like 30 minutes left. I can do this. Hey, Michael, I didn't know I was in your screening. That was me. Honestly, I just lo- burst off laughing when I saw saw him uh, doing that whole uh, uh, scenario when he just introduced himself uh, without his clothes because that, uh, I mean, my God, that was just, okay, now it's getting even weirder. Where is my popcorn? Who was the first cat we meet in this movie? That one guy who seemed like he was going to be important, but he really wasn't? <laughs> the, sort of like the narrator cat? Kind of. He was creepy. He was creepier than some of the other cats. I don't know what it was, but that guy creeped Mon- me out. Mon- uh, are you talking about Monkostrap? 
Sure, we'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, he smoked a strap. That creeped me out. He, like, his face was floating. It wasn't <laughs> on his body. It was just, like, floating three inches away. Did you know that this movie was nominated for Golden Globe? Yeah, and it was the Oscar finalist for Best Visual Effects. It was in the final ten. I mean, serious. It was, uh, it was uh, nominated just for Best Original Song, the one with uh, Taylor Swift. This this movie was nominated for Best Original Song. Yeah, but the song is their strongest suit. Yeah, but this is not. That was not an original song. That's in the musical. I'm so lost. Okay, you mean like that. Eh, what do you, do you think about Ian McKellen's cat? The theater cat? Well, um, Ian McKellen was playing literally a cat. I mean, he was the he was the one in the movie that was doing the most cat-like stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Did they tell him to do that, or was he just like, and I'm in cats. Who cares? Like, yeah, probably like, hey, I'm getting paid. Um, you know, I don't care if this looks bad. I'm, you know, my days of playing uh, Magneto are pretty much finished. Um, I'm just going to be in cats. I'm going to act like a cat. And, you know, I don't care if it looks bad on my filmography, on my IMDb page. I am just, you know, I'm here to collect my paycheck and, you know, I hope you all have fun. I'm 80 years old. Nobody cares about my filmography at this point. So he, so he basically did uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know how many musicals you guys have actually watched. Like, Broadway musicals. None here. Not many, but this is the worst one I've ever seen. <laughs> so, Broadway musicals have this one song. Because they have to have intermissions or the the main actors have to go in the back and change, right? Yeah. Right. To make to make this an anime reference, this is a filler song. This is a filler episode. This is only here to bide time for the rest of the cast to come out in their new outfits. <laughs> Every musical on Broadway has this. Why would you put this song in the movie where you don't need to have costume changes and you don't need to have an intermission this is something that they could have cut out entirely because his cat makes no difference in the plot whatsoever like he doesn't even talk to anyone really and don't get me started on how judy dench old uh the looked at him like she was uh, and gave him the sex size and just uh, kicked her legs up like she wanted to uh, <laughs> climb him up and just uh, go full circle <laughs> that was that was an image I blocked out of my mind, and you reintroduced that. I don't need to have the image of Judy Dench opening her legs <laughs> and giving Ian McKellen the sex eyes. <laughs> what is wrong with this movie? Well, you know what? You can edit this out because this is going to be rated R. He likes meow. <laughs> this is staying in. I'm just gonna bleep you out. <laughs> what makes it worse is he doesn't. <laughs> I got me myself. I'm laughing too hard. Speaking of you, the dance. What do we think of old Hirodamir? Who 
is she? Why does she get to choose the Jellicle? Is she God? Is she the queen? I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's M from James Bond reincarnated, and she she managed to convince everyone that she is the chosen one, and it's a meaning of having the ability to choose any other cat. So, guys, we've reached the end of our episode because Isaac Dare mentioned James Bond and cats in the same sentence. <laughs> I mean, she muted then she just rolled. Okay, we talked this entire time and we went all over the place, but now I need to get your opinions. This is probably the last major thing we cover. John, you can lead on this one. What are your thoughts on Mr. Mistopheles? And his magic, and also how does magic work in the Cats universe? Uh, his magic makes no sense. Basically, from what I understand, all you gotta do is sing his name of uh, probably 500 times, and eventually you'll be able to perform magic. Also, I didn't like the black and white face. I thought it was very off-putting. It's supposed to look like a cat, I get it. But, like, he was probably, aside from that one that first appears, our narrator cat. He's probably the most freaky-looking cat to me. Yeah, I don't understand how his magic works at all. Doesn't make any sense, but then again, none of this movie makes any sense. None of its lore or its rules make any sense. Does it even have any rules? I don't think so. Basically, all I came out of with his character was that song. So, you know, I'm a a big fan of that song. I love hearing it in my head all the time. Mm -hmm. It's your mantra. Yes. The actor I didn't think was particularly good either. I don't remember who played him. Laurie Davidson. Uh, Laurie Davidson. Laurie Davidson, yeah. Wasn't that good. Sorry, my guy. He, can you imagine uh, saying someone wasn't that good in Cats? That must be pretty bad. <laughs> right. Like, this movie has bigger catastrophes going for it than just the performances. So I don't want to harp on his performance too much. I just didn't think the actor was all that great. I thought there were actors that did a little bit better. But um, I don't. I didn't really get the character. And can I say that like his character kind of seemed like a Mary Sue? Like if... <laughs> I'm Marty Stew. <laughs> if using his name a certain amount of times, over time, he will eventually be able to perform magic. Unless you sing his name... He is incapable, and he is just not able to do magic. You have to sing his name. That is what gives him the power. That is the magic that gives him the magic. And yeah, Mr. Mistopheles, my guy, I don't like your song. And uh, yeah, you make no sense. Just like your movie makes no sense. Take that, Mr. Mistopheles. Your stupid magic. Get wrecked. I love how bad his magic is. And then you just have Idris, who's a Cheshire cat, basically. Oh, and oh, oh, how how can I forget this? So Mr. Mistopheles, with his magic, is able to um, send Jennifer uh, Hudson's character. Um, He's able to push the balloon or whatever she's in up to the sky to visit the heavyside layer. He just became that powerful. So that means he can never be the chosen Jellical cat if he has to send everybody else, huh? Correct, or so I think. I mean, he was extremely bland. I get his song and the song for him because that was just uh, it, it, don't have a low self-esteem. You you can do more than you are able to uh, to think uh, you can do, but uh, the execution of it makes no 
no sense. I get the idea of the song. I just think the execution was horrible because uh, because it made no sense in the movie, that, uh, which is uh, what I love about this movie. I like, I guess, like the whole, like everyone getting behind him and everything. And that's what allows him to, you know, perform or be able to do the thing he didn't think he was capable of doing anymore. Like, I I like that. I think that's like, I guess you could almost say uplifting. Like, in, if it was in another movie, not cats, like seeing all those characters and stuff get behind somebody and that helps them to succeed at what they're trying to do. That's great. It's just, you know, the the song is extremely repetitive and to me, without them singing, he wouldn't have been able to perform magic and to me that just makes no sense. I, uh, I totally agree, but uh, I think you can understand uh, where I'm coming from at least. Oh yeah. So what did you think of Mr. Mistopheles, Mr. Mike? McCavity. I want to go home. <laughs> Can we end this now? Nah. Um, let me let me say this. This is not about Mr. Mistopheles. He's crap like the rest of the characters. He's no worse in my opinion than anybody else in this movie, which is total garbage. Movies usually don't cause like physical pain. I've only actually felt pain from watching two movies in my entire lifetime. One is The Last Airbender. The other is Cats. Like, I got a stomach ache. I got a head. I basically got the flu from watching Cats. <laughs> and I want this nightmare to be over. <laughs> so your Rotten Tomatoes blurb would be, this movie made me physically ill. Yeah, I mean, if I wanted to be really, really out there and clickbaity, I would say this movie gave me cancer. But, like, it literally made me ill. <laughs> This movie made me uh, in my stomach hurt, but that was because of laugh, uh, laughing more than anything. Yeah, it's funny to talk about like we're doing now, but watching it, it's not funny. And I think that's the worst part about this entire experience. Yeah. It could be bad, but f like the room is bad, but the room is funny. This wasn't that funny. This wasn't funny at all. This was just torture to me. I can easily see this being the next room, actually. Or a Rocky Horror Picture Show. I just found this movie depressing, and I think a lot of it is to do with just like knowing like how great some of the careers of the people in this movie are. Um, how how this is just going to be something that is going to be unerasable on uh, their filmography. Like, I, I mean, I I don't know if I could ever like look at. Um, Ian McKellen the same way again or Judy Dench, Taylor Swift you know, whoever, without just thinking of cats, you know <laughs> Remember when Taylor Swift didn't get the role in Les Mis and she settled for this? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, this is uh, from Tom Hooper who right. did Les Mis Can you believe that? Yeah I don't know what director could have saved this movie, honestly Honestly, Martin Scorsese himself didn't have said this. No. I, Christopher Nolan kind of, Steven Spielberg kind of. This was just born a disaster from the start. Honestly, the thing I thing I think uh, was the biggest issue with uh, the movie is that they were most likely to literally with their adaptation in, in that they copy-paste the entire plot. And in a Broadway musical... You can, uh, 
something like only have a synch- uh, sync dance songs uh, be flabbergasted by the chore- uh, perfect sync dances the grand sets and all that yes works for a mu- musical but in a movie, that's not uh, as impressive because we have seen much more impressive stuff. See Endgame, see uh, Avatar, see, I don't know. Uh, the Force Awakens, yeah, Force you the... know, effects heavy stuff like that. Yeah. 1917. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I have heard a good thing about it. It, it uh, releases at the end of the month here in Sweden, but... Anyhow. Yeah, but that was the point I was making earlier. It's like, that whole Ian McKellen song is in the musical as a time waster. It's just buying time. And so why would you put that in the movie? That makes no sense. It doesn't need to be there. Here's here's what I were coming with. I can understand why they wanted to adapt Cats for uh, considering the namesake alone. It's famous music and all that. But if they really wanted... To adapt cats clearly needed to make some changes in the script so that it fit a movie and not just a copy paste because a musical isn't the same as a film if you know what i mean yeah but every good musical would do that in the heights wouldn't work unless they made changes west side story wouldn't exactly work unless they made changes yeah. Hamilton is music from beginning to end, so when they adapt that, they're obviously going to have to make changes. Yeah, and that's uh, that's my point. I think uh, the biggest issue isn't the fact that it, it looked like uh, some weird uh, some weird fantasy of a producer. It's, uh, it's uh, the fact that they were too literal with their quote-unquote script. If it weren't for the IMDb synopsis for this film, I would have absolutely no idea what this movie's plot is. That's why I had to read the official synopsis, because there's no way to describe it. We've been talking for about an hour, and I still don't know if we properly described what this movie is. You do get my point, at least. uh, The biggest issue is most likely that they were too literal with the... Yeah, it's funny how how play known for not having a script, they decide to stick so hard to it. Like, you could keep the songs, but I would just revamp the entire story, quote-unquote story that's in this thing. I mean, you could have the general idea of uh, a cat want to be reincarnated and all that, yes, but like we said, they needed to adapt it so if it's a movie narrative. Yeah, I mean, a collage of songs, different songs, especially ones that just introduce all kinds of different characters, I don't know if that really makes for a movie. It barely makes for a musical. <laughs> right. They could have built some kind of, from the ground up, some kind of story, even if it wasn't real in-depth, just so this movie had some kind of narrative, some kind of plot to make it seem like it had any worth being adapted to the big screen from the stage. At, at least the set was good, uh, was uh, solid, uh, at least. Yeah. So I just, wa- I just want to list a couple of things here right quick. So, McCavity, the mystery cat, Idris Elba's character, in his song, they say he's broken every human law, even the law of gravity. <laughs> so, Idris Elba's cat can fly. He's also committed tax fraud, murder, <laughs> petty theft, major theft, homicide. This guy's broken every single... He, t- he made illegal phone calls to Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. He hacked Sony. <laughs> 
What is happening here? <laughs> this man can, this, this cat can fly. Why didn't he just fly into that hot air balloon and kick Jennifer Hudson out? Or why didn't he fly into the space uh, to the beginning, to begin with? Yeah, why is he making this so hard on himself? Oh, right, to make a movie. Oh, right, it's not a movie. Oh, can I have an autograph? I, I'm a big fan of yours. Let me open it <laughs> and poof. Yeah, this movie makes no sense any way you slice it. You should, uh, I can see your face on a poster. It should be at every screen. Uh, show, uh, show her uh, the posters uh, besides them. And she gets shocked uh, when she realized this a cavity. I mean, uh, Rebel Wilson didn't realize that it was my cavity, even though it was there was a wanted poster all over the place. It's just uh, another big, uh, big fat uh, cockroach of a question. Did you guys know that it was illegal to spit in public in Arizona? He broke that law too, apparently. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. John, anything else you want to add before we go home and never have to talk about cats again? Um, if I ever watch this film again, I can promise you it, I will be intoxicated out of my mind. <laughs> and yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say. I um, just want to just say that this movie, I'm sorry, but it's not the cat's meow. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, we didn't talk about cat burglars. I'm disappointed. The Rumpelteaser and Mongo Jerry. We didn't talk about those. You know why? Because who cares? <laughs> but I care. We need to talk about this movie in great detail. Okay. <laughs> what do you have to add about Rumpelteaser? <laughs> I was joking. Can we all agree that they have a fabulous name, uh, every, uh, all the cats? Mwah. Chef's ki- uh, kiss. Ten out of ten when it comes to <laughs> all the names. Isaac, are you sure you weren't drunk when you watched this movie? I can't drink. I'll give this movie one thing with the names, okay? I'll give it this. You're not going to confuse the names of these characters with the names of characters from some other movie. Yeah, I will never get Rum Tum Tug or confuse anybody else. So, uh, there's that. I guess. Iconic names is the only defining trait for cats. (laughs) Uh, Cats is a mess of a movie. You can laugh at it like we did today. Or you can just flat out hate it like John and I did when we actually watched it. It's funny because John and I had about a month's time. And you can feel as the podcast kept going, we kind of got angrier and angrier. I loved more and more. See, yeah. I just started to remember more and more of the movie as this podcast went on. And that's why I got angrier and angrier. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for that, buddy. <laughs> Ah, uh, in a couple of minutes, I will be able to use the neuralizer from Men in Black. Everything will be okay. The sweet, sweet relief. Yes. Maybe it's all the anime I've watched. Up makes uh, so immune to weird shits like this. That has to be it. That's the only way this makes sense. Isaac, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me at milk.com. Wait, wait. <laughs> you can find me over got milk um, <laughs> you can find me over at uh, Emblemaniac uh, Revenge, of, uh, Revenge of the Fans and uh, oh sorry Emblemaniac with a C and uh, Wilbanet Entertainment oh yeah the boys are back the boys are back 
The boys are back and they're looking for trouble. Donnie Annie Dots. Where can people find you on social media? You can find Johnny and the Dots on Twitter at JohnMath95, as well as on Instagram, same handle. On Snapchat, it's John F. Matthews, wanting my last name. On Letterboxd, I am John Matthews, again, wanting my last name. And you can check out my website at johnmath95.com. And I also, like Isaac, write for wabamentertainment.com from time to time. Yeah, you should check out John's piece, Cats. It is a great read. <laughs> it's, if you enjoyed this podcast for whatever reason, I would highly recommend you check it out. Thank you. I didn't have to do the shameless plug myself. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's what bros are for. <laughs> you can find me at Novice on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can also, like my friends here, find me at Wabam Entertainment. Also, I have a website, NovaCinephile.com. I am not writing about cats, so don't worry. It's a safe zone. If you like musicals, Hamilton's on there. If you don't like regular musicals, or you like to laugh at musicals, High School Musical reviews are on there. Everybody's happy. You can find the podcast uh, on Twitter at MikeJohn underscore Movies. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Mike and John at the Movies. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Pods- Podcasts. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. That really helps us out. And we will be back next week with another bad movie. Also, let, uh, let uh, I'm, I forgot one, uh, one plug also. I'm also part of the Amateur Taco podcast, where me and my go- uh, good friend Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet fan, is uh, going through one anime at a time. Yeah, the otakus, some of our best friends. Yeah, I need to um, I need to look up Will Smith's phone number and uh, call him and ask for him to come down here so he can neuralize me. I need you to find Will Smith so I can wish this be out of existence. All right, I'll uh, I'll send you uh, his number later. Right? That's a wrap, guys. Mouse. Mouse.